0: Welcome to Inside Economics. I'm Mark Sandy, the chief economist of Moody's Analytics, <clears throat> and this is a special podcast. I don't know why it's special, but we're going to figure that out somehow, some way. I'm joined by three of my colleagues, my two co-hosts, uh, Ryan Sweet, Mr. Sweet. How are you doing? I'm
1: good. How was it, Jim?
0: Uh, Jim, Jim was good. We we had we did a podcast earlier today. This is Friday, April what twenty second, and after the podcast, I went to my uh, I called my uh, I'll be nice. My gym. Uh, mm-hmm. I, we were just talking about that. I I just I discovered Guns N' Roses. Apparently, that was a big deal when I was in my twenties. But you know, I was in I was in the library in my twenties. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys were doing in your twenties, but uh, I was in the library. So I I, I miss Guns N' Roses somehow. Do you know Guns N' Roses, Ryan? Yes, of course. That's <laughs> <laughs> not a trick question. I'm I actually trying. saw them in concert. <gasps> wow.
1: Yeah, I wow. saw them in Philly. Were Really any good good they're very good
0: phenomenal yeah it was
1: there was moments where i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna get out of here alive but oh, it was good wow. it's one yeah. of those really yeah it was a good concert
0: yeah i was just telling ryan i i i uh, was listening to this The uh, i had this gym where i i, I can go in 24 7 and it's a grunge gym i mean it's a really you know old equipment that kind of thing but the thing i love about it is that it's uh, 24/ seven I go in and half the time I'm the only person in there so and I could turn on the music I open up the doors and I'm so I turn on the music and I, I frankly don't know how to really find the right music so I just whatever's playing I play they had today they had this uh, medley of uh, classics I guess and then I heard welcome to the jungle and I go who is that I, you know and I go that is fantastic uh, I, I didn't look, I don't maybe i'm not sure <laughs> it reveals too much i'm just saying it's a it's a good tune you know a really good tune mm-hmm. uh and so it upsets uh, yeah. me
1: that they're labeling it as a classic
0: yeah i think it's a classic i think it's uh-huh. a classic now. yeah yeah anyway we got uh mr dorides uh dr dorides chris
2: how are you i'm doing well i'm worried though is this uh like a fight club uh situation you got going on there is
0: this uh, we need uh, to intervene no 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 i i Fight club, it would then be between me and myself because I'm the only one in there, Well, that's right? what I'm thinking. You're oh, at the gym there. You're all alone. <laughs> good point. Good point. Good. Wow. I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, yeah. It's a little scary now that I think about it. Yeah. No, but, but you're uh, okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I have to be a little careful because, you know, if I drop a weight like on my neck, I'm, I'm a dead man, oh. you know, because mm-hmm. I literally am the only person in there, you know, at times. But, um so, do you like Guns N' Roses?
2: I've heard of Guns N' Roses. Sure. Oh, jeez!
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm a but big Ryan, fan. What do you Not think? exactly, but uh, oh, okay,
2: it's okay. So,
0: okay, yeah, what about I've got some
2: good hands, good songs?
0: What I, th- I think actually, this is the purpose of this podcast to get to know us a little bit better. So, it's okay that mm-hmm. I'm asking these questions, right? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, so what about count- Counting Crows? Do you like them? Yeah. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. What about they're, Red Hot my generation. generation. That's what about what red like. hot chili peppers? Is it red sure. hot chili pepper? Yeah. 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 They're good too. Yeah. Like Absolutely. Too. Okay, very good. What about the Beatles? I love the Beatles, <laughs> but I you know the problem with the Beatles it's it's, it's just a problem that's not going to ever be solved. Is I've listened to them so many times that you know it just doesn't have the same kind of feel. Like when you hear Welcome to the Jungle for the first time you go, "Oh, you know, that's pretty cool." And after the fifth time you're going, "Ah, oh, this is not so good." By the 10th time you don't want to hear it again. With the Beatles after the 50th time, you know, then you say, I don't want to listen to it again. But uh, the, although I did hear Hey Jude the other day and I really liked it. it was there you right go. Good. There you yeah. Me. Anyway, and we got Emily, Emily Mandel. Emily, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be on this. Well, okay. Do you know Guns N' Roses?
3: I do. I, I, think, I think you're definitely in the minority on this one, Mark. <laughs> really?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not. No, much and
1: Chris, much Emily, it's you and I. Chris yeah. really hadn't heard of Guns N'
0: Roses. Okay, but here oh, come on. I. I've you recognize? <laughs> yeah, you know, recognize. I, I'm always in on the in the hunt for tunes. You know why? Because you know when I run, I need tunes. You know, or you know, I go to the gym, I need tunes, and and I have a hard time getting tunes out of my kids. They won't really like tell me what they're listening to, which scares me. I don't know what that means exactly. You know what are they listening to? Uh, but I need tunes. So what 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 should I be listening wait, to? That- wait, wait wait wait! You're not listening to the Inside Economics podcast while you run? Uh, I actually, sometimes I do not when I run that. No, I, but when I'm, when I'm, you know, trying to, you know, pump a little iron as they say, and by the way, don't get the wrong impression. I have like no, no muscle mass whatsoever. I just, (laughs) I just do this to survive. Uh, I will listen to the podcast. I actually, it's a good weightlifting recommendation to listener. You know, uh, if you aren't going to the gym, go to the gym, and put on this podcast. It really helps out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan's laughing. <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm my wife now. Picture my wife at the it's gym just, listening to this. to fall this, off I, the treadmill. I, I mean, I don't make this stuff up. I mean, this is true. This is mm-hmm. true, right? Emily, what, now, Emily yeah. this is a critical question. <laughs> critical. In fact, this is actually vital. Do you listen to the Inside Economics podcast? I have listened to the Inside oh, podcast. Guess, Louise, <laughs> we, she's come, She's like she's you know this. You're playing a key role here. You're like a you're a moderator. You're going to moderate questions. You're going to fire questions at us. But you, you 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 we need a kind of a loyal listener. Would you consider yourself your a loyal listener?
3: From from about
0: a week ago on. Okay. Yes. <laughs> have you subscribed to the podcast? Have you here? subscribed <laughs> to the podcast, Emily? Be honest now. Oh, that's all we're asking. Oh, that's all we're asking. This is okay. I
3: overloaded on podcasts a couple years back, and I had to like stage an intervention for myself, so I don't have any current (laughs) podcast subscriptions.
0: So it's not like you guys are in. Okay, that's fair. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Emily. Before you ask us questions, we're going to ask you questions. Okay. In fact, this may take the entire hour. So I'm just. (laughs) Emily, lose a couple listeners. Oh, oh, just a couple. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. You are. You you run and think about uh, all our state and local government uh, work, and uh, you know you've got this great mentor Dan White who who we've had on the podcast before, and uh, but you've taken over a lot of the work on the state and local government side. Uh, how how long have you been doing this? Uh, it's been more than well, I can't even I can't even remember how long have you been doing this. Well, I've
3: been with Moody's for about. Maybe six and a half years. Six, now. Okay, okay, yeah, very close good. enough that I should probably stop counting the halves. but yeah. <laughs> and then I got more into this. I've kind of been ramping up my um, work on the government side since then and probably started doing quite a bit more maybe near the start of the pandemic a couple years before or year before that.
0: Oh you, yeah. you know you, you do a great job. Okay, you do know, or I'm assuming you know, you should know. That as part of this podcast, we play a statistics game. Are you aware of this statistics game? I am, yes. Okay, very good. Okay, I, I got a statistic for you. You ready? Oh, okay. Now come on. I'm listening. And Ryan and Chris, you can't, you know, if you know the answer, you can just raise your hand, but you can't call it out loud. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Emily, this, and this is tailor made for you, Emily. That's a clue, by the way. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: 25%. 25%. Uh, from that chart, I sent you a little while
0: Oh, <laughs> very good. Ding, 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 ding. What is okay? What is the chart you sent me? Yeah,
3: this is um, the basically how much states have in reserves at the end of fiscal 2021 so their ending balances plus their rainy day funds as a share of their total revenues. Um, oh, while you put this together
0: 25% so it, nationwide,
3: right? 25%, which is absolutely huge by historical standards. Like, states have just socked away so much cash over
0: the past couple of years. Um, yeah, exactly. Not so, there. what's the average? Okay, here's a bonus question. Okay, <laughs> you should know the answer to this. What is the average or typical uh, ratio of uh, rainy day plus end of balance general funds over the general fund? Which is, you know, basically how much cash do I do I have out there that I that I can use if I get into a scrape if I'm a state government? Typical. I'm gonna make this up. Maybe around twelve. That d- ding, 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 ding. You got it. Yeah, very good. Du- it's, so it's double. Right now it's double, right? And that goes to, I think, well, one, just the strong economy, all the revenues that are being generated because of um, income tax and capital gains and, you know, of course, house prices and are going skywards of so property taxes, sales taxes, everyone's spending a lot of money. And then, of course, all the support from the federal government through the American Rescue Plan, right? that's part. That's got to be part of it, right?
3: Yeah, definitely. I think also like states really slashed their planned expenditures for fiscal 2021 because they didn't realize just how oh. good everything would be.
0: So it's yeah, also given them a bit more to play with. Yeah, great point. So uh, right now, ask governments are in great shape, great financial shape. Can yeah.
2: I ask which, uh, which state's in the best yeah. position?
0: Good question. I think we're going to have
3: to... Um, hold off on this one for a oh. week or two i'm putting together our annual like stress testing of states um report and that's going to give us a good sense of how they're going because some have more cash on hand but they might be you know yeah, she sent me,
0: emily sent me a spreadsheet with by state and i just haven't had time to calculate i have it,
3: that right? also yeah you it's don't... usually your energy states that have the most yeah. actual cash on hand but that doesn't necessarily
0: i mean um, North dakota you
3: know, they get stressed more yeah
0: yeah okay yeah. excellent all right uh you did you did well on the on the game just saying Better than that's, Ryan does. Jesus. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I think that's a cowbell if you have it, you Ryan. You need a
0: cowbell? <laughs> so this Carl, is we. Carl's going got- to take the way the last of your cowbells if you're not careful. <laughs> okay. All right. We
1: need to get you a cowbell so you can stop going ding, ding,
0: ding. <laughs> yeah, I should get you a cowbell. <laughs> well, you see, your pitch. I, I innovate. So since I don't mm-hmm. have a cowbell, I innovate. I like the ding, yep. ding, ding thing, actually. Um, but anyway. Okay, Emily, you're up. So yes. what are we doing here? You, you have a few questions for us. And, and can you just, so this is questions that are from our colleagues, our Moody's analytics colleagues, I, I guess Moody's more broadly. And these are a mix of questions that are econ related. So kind of, you know, what's going on in the economy related. And also, I guess, more uh, personal, personal, yeah. uh, they want to learn more about the, the folks on the podcast. Okay. All right.
3: Yeah, and these are also we've got some here from outside listeners. So not Okay. Not oh, we movies, do. Okay, okay, very
0: oh, great. good. Yeah. Okay, very good. But I think the if you're if, I'm just saying Emily, if you're a you know a regular listener, you know us pretty well by now. Like, you know, you know I we drink Wawa coffee or I do not Chris. I Chris. knew that before this podcast. Bri- yeah. Chris, Chris yes. drinks
2: shishi whatever, I don't know. I get the mm. shishi Wawa <laughs> <She-she-wawa laughs> coffee.
0: Shishi Wawa coffee. And you know that that Ryan hangs out at Hershey Park, you know, regularly, blows mm-hmm. us off, you know, on a, on a you know, a pretty uh, frequent basis, you know. That it's one of, podcast, one yeah, podcast. Yeah, I'm just hates
2: you. the yield curve. He, yeah. he um, hates
0: yeah. the yield curve. He's a denier. Oh, no, he's a skeptic. Uh, he, skeptic. He's, telling me he's skeptic. a skeptic. The yield curve skeptic. Anyway, fire away, Emily. Okay. So to kick us off. Um,
3: and this is a question for Chris or Ryan. Has Mark convinced either of you to increase
0: your supply of power washers? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't that, Someone's got to explain <laughs> that. Uh,
1: so why Chris is thinking, I'll explain it. So one of the early podcasts, we were talking about the American consumer and how we're buying a ton of stuff. And Mark mentioned that he owns two power washers. And Chris and I were puzzled. Why would you have two power washers? And Chris mentioned uh, you have to have two to have one to wash the, wash the other one. <laughs>
0: right, right. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, you know, it, the whole power washer thing, I now look at every structure through the prism of a power washer, like <laughs> should, this, should this thing be power washed? It's really weird. Uh, it's like i've got i've got a list of structures i would like to power wash
1: <laughs> don't do your car that's <laughs> you totally not to power wash your car you're,
2: really you're not supposed to do yeah your you're car? not supposed
1: to power wash your car
2: Ooh. wait 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 when you go to the car wash self-serve it is a power washer right you, that, be,
1: that, you gotta be you gotta be careful you gotta right, the same the right nozzle. oh yeah oh, you, okay. take that paint right off
2: that's why it's
0: good to know yeah it's good to know all right. if Mark
1: comes in and his car's got like a stri- stripe <laughs> right down the side. Well, no, he tried power washing
0: it. Uh, uh, but do you guys have power washers? Do you I have do. a power washer? You do. I do not. And Chris does not. And and Emily, do you have a power washer?
3: I don't have a yard, so I oh. would not like to power wash the inside of my apartment. So no, I do not.
0: have a yard. Oh oh oh! So you don't? You don't? You you're not a homeowner at this point? <laughs> no,
3: not at this. point. Oh okay.
0: Yeah. Just right. wait. He's housing market. Just wait. Yeah. yeah. The power washer is crucial. Yeah, how are you thinking I, about all this, got, uh, what's going on in the housing market, Emily, with the run up in mortgage rates? Is this, uh, are you even thinking about buying a home or not yet?
3: Yeah, I've been thinking about it. I, um, I moved to Massachusetts about a year ago and we were oh, really right. looking I about into yeah. the housing market here, into wanting to get something when we moved. But at that point, like the supply was pretty much all gone. And now, I don't know, kind of just settling into the apartment, I think, for
0: a while. Yeah, I think Boston in particular the inventory. There's like zero inventory. There's yeah. like nothing it's, for sale. It's pretty incredible. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, just wait. Uh, just wait. Obviously, while. I didn't convince anyone to get a second power washer. Um, I'm actually thinking
1: I, about getting a second one.
0: I'll, I'll rent you mine, Chris. I, mean, <laughs> I think the point you have just, just for... uh, stop
1: over if I ever need <laughs> one. But, <Right. laughs> I think there's a good argument to have two: one for the front yard and one for the back because. Wheeling that thing around with the hose. Is that is a good but, point. So, I'm actually thinking two power washers might make sense.
0: That is a good point, actually, because we are when things. I these, mm-hmm.
3: these think washers. I'm going to try to keep us moving on this one because okay. okay. I have okay. a million Very, questions okay. yet As you can see, we can talk about anything forever. <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I think this will be a shorter one, um, but a formal employee, Alex Lowy, and oh, he Alex, would like to guy. know everyone's yeah. view on the correct pronunciation of pricey.
0: Uh, yeah. Well, uh, the one, the one pricey, how how do you guys say it? How do you say it, Emily? You said pricey, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Ryan, how do you say it? Pricey. Well, you invented the word, I think. No, I
1: didn't. No. You
0: did not? Okay. You, you I thought there was know. only one way to say it. Well, no, uh, you know, forever clients would say pricey and I said, no, wow. it's not pricey. It's spelled P-R-E-C-I-S and it's French, and I think there's a, and I, I don't, is it accent a uh, goo? Is that, or no, a circumflex. It's the circumflex uh, over the, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having
1: <laughs> too much fun. Should we <laughs> mention what actually means?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't crazy mean short report? Uh, it, it Yeah, it means summary. Summary. Size I mean, summary. Yeah. <laughs> So that was the idea, right? We wanted mm-hmm. to summarize. These were prices we did for metro area state economies. And so uh, there's kind of a 600 word kind of pricey, you know, a summary of, you know, what our thought process was around uh, what was going on and what the outlook was for these areas. So the clients really got confused by that. They would call it pricey. And of course, that's exactly not what we wanted. That wasn't, you know, the marketing that we had in mind. Uh, it was a, it's a pricey, pricey. But Chris, you, just,
2: were you the uh, originator of the term? No, 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 no. Mark uh,
0: Paul, no? Paul, Paul. So Paul, Paul Getman. So you know, okay. Paul, I, and Carl uh, started our company, this company, back in 1990, and and Paul was, uh, I think it was Paul. I was pretty sure it was Paul that came up with the pricey. He was a big uh fan of value line does anyone know value line mm-hmm. oh yeah sure. yeah for stocks so you i don't know is value line still around i'm not even sure but you know back in the day value line would create a pricey like analysis of companies for stock uh, investors so you could go look at ibm for example or ge or these are the you know gm and it, it, on one page you would get all this vital statistics and, uh, and uh, analysis And his, and he was a, he was a great, he is a great stock picker. You know, people don't know that, but Paul is like a fantastic uh, investor Uh, and uh, has done really well, you know, investing in a lot of, you know, biotech and energy and infrastructure. And, and so he was really into these price, these um, value line reports. And he just said, okay, we should do that for economies. And I, now that really was the, the product that uh, drove enormous growth early on in the company's uh, history, back in the '90s and in the early part of the 2000s. That was the that was uh, the, the engine of growth at that time. It's still a foundation, right? <laughs> it's still it's very it's very yeah. key, and it's actually a very therapeutic way of writing because you know you can't just go on and on and on. You know, you know, like Emily does when she writes about state and local government. She just like you know goes on and on and and on. But, uh, you know, or like so, this podcast or like this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like this a podcast. Good example. <laughs> like Zandy guy going on and on and on. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's uh, 600 words. Is it right? It's still 600 words. Don't I, I have lost track. Is it uh, Ryan? Still 600. 600? Yeah. Still, still 600 words. I don't know why 600 exactly. It's a good question. I'm not sure. I'm surprised Alex didn't ask that, you know, and uh, you know, well, how's he doing, by the way? Does anyone know? He, he, like, he went to, off to the University of Michigan to get an MBA. He should be graduated by now. He should be CEO of some company by now. No, he's not. Does I don't anyone know? Where know? He's at. Yeah, we should find out. Yeah, anyway. All right.
3: Okay. So, shifting over to economics a little bit more here, um, what's your, um, and I guess this is each of you or whoever chooses to, what's your biggest worry for the economy five to 10 years from now?
0: Ooh, good one. Chris, you want to go?
2: Right. I guess worry for the economy in terms, well, I guess I would, if you're thinking 10 long, years from now. yeah, five, 10 years, it's, you know, and for that time frame, for me, it always comes down to demographics and productivity, right? So those are the two that come to mind. And of the two, I'm actually more worried about the demographics, right? Because I, as I think about, say, the housing market, right, population growth is, is slowing here. The number of uh, household formations I expect to slow down significantly, while you have a lot of house price st- stress today, ten years from now, I think we may ha- we could very well have the opposite, more supply than demand. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, Ryan.
2: Yeah, I always think demographics, and
1: I think increasingly, I'm getting more concerned about uh, inequality.
0: Inequality, so, anything so, yeah, in particular, more,
1: even worse over the next five to ten years.
0: Really? Why? Why do you think so?
1: I mean, just you know, we're going to have another recession at some point, and then, you know, the stock market corrects, but then comes roaring back, and uh, my, my gut is the inequality is going to get worse before it gets better.
0: Yeah, I'll take the other side of that, actually. Okay. Yeah. So. I hope you're right. Yeah, yeah. In my, in my view, the inequality that we've seen, <clears throat> the increasing inequality, wealth and income inequality we've seen since the, uh, really since the late 70s, early 80s, is a function of a lot of things, but three key things. One is, in, in no order of importance, globalization, right? And particularly China's entry into the WTO back in the early 2000s, that kind of you know, opened up the labor market for very low paid workers in the rest of the world. And that wiped out a lot of jobs here in the U.S. Second is Technology targeted towards more routine kinds of labor activities, particularly for low middle income. Workers kind of hollows out the middle and people who lose their job in the middle due to technology tend to go down the income distribution, not up the income distribution. Uh, and third, demographics that, you know, in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, really up until net recently, uh, we had a, uh, the demographics were favorable for lots of labor, you know, Strong labor force growth and uh, uh, and also increases in participation because of uh, female participation rates increasing quite quite dramatically in that period. in uh, of course, the boomers and, and immigration. Now, if those are the, if, you, if that's the diagnosis for what's behind the uh, the uh, increase in the income inequality, now think about what, what's happening going forward. Globalization is going in reverse. We're we're deglobalizing, And by the way, I, that would be my answer, Emily, as to what I worry about the most, uh, because uh, even though globalization is a, a key factor in driving income inequality, it's also been a boon to overall economic growth. And it, it's been bad policy that has failed to make sure that the benefits of that globalization doesn't accrue to everyone more equally. It's really accrued to folks like us at the top end of the income distribution, because we can sell what we produced to the rest of the world. But that's going in reverse. Second, uh, Chris said it, uh, on the labor market side, we, we're in a world of incredibly, abstracting from the vagaries of the business cycle, a very tight labor market. It, labor has got the upper hand here, and I think they're gonna to continue to have the upper hand going forward. And they're gonna grab most more of the benefits of increasing technolo- improvements in technology and labor productivity, the, the v- reverse of what happened you know, in the 80s, 90s, and 2000, 2010, when most of the benefits of the improvement in productivity and technological progress went to, uh, to, uh, uh, to upper-income households. The only thing well, that would continue the to weigh that on... That I was going to say one th- more thing. The only oh, yeah, thing right. on, on technology, that will continue to be a source of pressure on the income and wealth distribution, but I don't see that getting any worse uh, than it has been, you know, in the last 20 or 30 years. So I'll stop right there. What you the say argument
1: right? that the labor share of income really hasn't changed. So you know still most of it's going towards corporations and labor share of income is still where it was pre-pandemic. So do, for your argument, when you argue that that needs to improve.
0: Well, I, I, the labor share is down from where it was in the seventies and eighties, right? I mean, it's, it's oh, yeah,
1: there's been no improvement since pre-pandemic.
0: Pre-pandemic. I thought we we're talking about this kind of longer term though. I'm not, Right, we're talking yeah, well,
1: about. Well, my argument is, if we were going to see, we would start seeing some seeds that labor share of income, given this tightness of the labor market.
0: Oh, it's going to happen. It's too early. It's going to happen. Too early That's what income. I'm saying. I'm saying ten years from now, because that the right. question was ten years yeah, yeah. from now, the no, labor just, share is going think- to be much higher than it is today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Yeah. So usually we t- we think of the three T's when it comes to inequality, right? Trade, technology, and taxes. But you didn't mention taxes and changes to tax policy.
0: Well. It's hard to see change I mean tax policy certainly helped that that actually helped to exacerbate the exactly economy. I don't see yeah. that changing though. I don't think getting worse going forward. I don't see it getting it better. I don't think no any change. I mean I you know I don't expect any change there,
2: yeah, do you uh, if well, no, if anything I, if anything I see is it going actually... to be
0: higher taxes on high income households, right? because that's where the money is. and if you've got a fiscal problem, I, I guess I,
2: well, you know, it's how you read the political tea leaves then right yeah. so
0: right. Yeah, that's a good point though. Yeah. Cause certainly the Trump tax cuts were exacerbated the income and wealth distribution problems.
2: Right. And income earned income tax credits and child tax credits work in the other direction. Work in the other direction. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. So this one's from now that we have some stuff to, you know, worry about now. um, this one's coming from Tim Daly. And he wants to know what is your favorite or least favorite metric to forecast and why.
0: Ooh, that's a great question. And Tim being, he, he used to be head of sales uh, for uh, our economics unit in the Americas. He's gone on to bigger things, but Tim is a really wonderful uh, sales, marketing, strategic thinker, and uh, we, uh, we, we definitely miss him. He's now in the banking unit, I believe, of Moody's. Yeah. Uh, uh helping out with sales and marketing uh so that's a great question. What do you think i got I got one in mind. Chris what's, before you
3: answer this, he yeah. has explicitly excluded housing starts.
0: So. <laughs> so we did. I like forecasting housing starts. <laughs> actually, Ryan's good at forecasting everything
1: though. yeah, he's
0: pretty pretty much everything. He's
1: a star. So what's yours Mark?
0: uh two I'll mention two should I mention two things or one thing yeah. two things. First thing is home ownership rate. Good, good luck with that. It's like impossible. And you would think, oh, how hard could it be to, you know, model the home ownership rate? I defy you to model the home ownership rate. Very, very difficult. We were just talking about this the other day, and uh, you know, because you know, you would think it's a function of demographics, a function of affordability, it uh, must be in policy to some degree, but actually estimating econometrically, an equation that fits the home ownership rate data, incredibly well. Again, i that's a challenge. If, you know, I, Someone figure that out. And the second is the Mannheim used car index. That is like painful. Although I think Brisson, Mike Brisson, our colleague who does his own used car uh, price indices and forecasts, probably has done a much better job than I have. But I, I have a really hard, I've had a very hard time Modeling those two things; those are my my two difficult ones. What right, about you guys?
2: I'd say the uh, stock market.
0: Oh, <laughs> right.
2: Oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, which everyone uh, instantly right meet someone new. What do you do? Oh, I'm an economist. Oh, what's the stock market going to do? Can I get some investment advice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's always out there, but uh, you know, I don't have any more insight than you do. Uh, and then, kind of related to your home ownership, anything policy related, right? Because it's it uh, it's, it's really a political uh, calculation at that point. So, trying to understand what's actually going to pass or not pass, or how it's going to flow in, right? Yeah, it's a there's no econometric <laughs> uh, framework no. there. It's a bit more just guesswork or trying to understand, read those political tea leaves. So.
0: Hey Ryan, you you forecast near term a lot of different economic rules, and you do a great job at it. You're very accurate at it. And by the way, where where are you? Are you still following the ranking in terms of accuracy around the monthly series? I would, mm-hmm. I, and yeah. how are you doing this year so far?
1: Uh, number two.
0: Number. Is this, who's that guy who's always who's number
1: one? Uh, uh, Jim O'Sullivan. Is he still number one? No, he dropped. He changed jobs, so.
0: Oh, he's not doing he, it anymore.
1: He got the boot out of the. No, he saw. I think he's doing it, but the way Bloomberg does the rankings is that if you you have to be in it for a consistent amount of time. So when,
0: oh, so, so who's number one right now then?
1: Uh, I don't know. I got to check.
0: Okay, all right. He's whoever it is. Probably taking your forecast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a joke, by the way. Yeah, no, yeah, that's a joke. I I've just made that up. But of all the near-term forecasts that you produce. Which one or two is the most difficult to get right? And right means, like, uh, the, say employment is coming out for the month of uh, 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 April at, in early May. You come up with a forecast for that number, and then right means that you you get close to the, the mm-hmm. employment estimate or the unemployment rate or whatever it is you're forecasting. Which, which variable is ver- or variables was particularly hard?
1: Well, it's definitely changed since the pandemic. So pre-pandemic, I would never have said this one because we're actually pretty good at doing it. But since the pandemic, uh, monthly changes in non-farm employment have been very difficult. Very difficult, yeah. Yeah, because there's issues, there's changes to season seasonal adjustment process. It's just it's a lot of moving parts because the models that we have are built to forecast employment based on demand, whereas supply is a key part Mm. of the strength of monthly job growth now and We don't have a lot of good high-frequency data on that, so it makes it very, very difficult.
0: Yeah, that 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 makes sense.
2: Are you annoyed by the uh, revisions, right? I think if we look back, your forecasts are actually more accurate if we if we actually compare them to the revised. But no one ever does that, right? It's always
1: (laughs) accuracy is based on the first, and then when the second, third prints come out, and get closer and closer, just you're like, "Mm, I knew it's because it's it's interesting. It's every forecast is a learning experience. But sometimes you're just like that number just can't be right, and then it get revised, you
0: know, closer to. It gets what revised think. away, right. Yeah. right? Well, this last set of revisions to the employment data were pretty bizarre. I thought, right, because they, mm-hmm. they they felt like the employment gains were somewhat consistent or even reasonably consistent with the waves of the pandemic when the pandemic originally, went... yeah, yeah, right yeah. before the revision, and then we get this big comprehensive revision. And it, it revises away all of that. And now it looks like the labor market is nothing but a machine, you know, yeah. producing.
1: Yeah, you get a forecast of a ruler.
0: Yeah, which doesn't make doesn't any make sense, sense <laughs> right? Do you think it's just seasonal adjustment? They're just smoothing out everything? I guess. I don't know. You don't know. It's, it's bizarre. We'll find out, I guess. Well, who knows? Yeah. Anyway.
3: Okay. Right. This next one should be a question all of you should be able to answer more easily. Um, personal question. What was everyone's first job?
0: I was a caddy. I, you know what <laughs> a caddy is?
2: Like a golf course? Right,
0: right. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Well, well, I mean, you're not counting like the lemonade stand when you were in third grade, right? I think we can leave that one out. Okay, we can leave that one out. Okay. Uh, I wasn't very good at selling lemonade. Uh, I got a great <laughs> story though. No, I won't. I won't tell it though. I won't tell it. About my lemonade. You want to hear my lemonade story? No. no. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good one though. Uh, You're but, just dying to. I, I won't elaborate. Go ahead. I'll let you guys go first. So you, I, I'll come back to my caddy, caddying, which, by the way, is no. Anyway, go ahead. You go. That's you a hard go. job. Caddying is hard. It's yeah. very hard. Pays well though. Hmm. At least in my day. So what? What was your first job, Chris?
2: I was mowing lawns.
0: Ah. That's a good one. Did you have your own yeah. lawn mowing business?
2: I would hardly call it a business, but yeah, in the neighborhood. Did
0: yeah. <laughs> you pay your taxes? Oh my God!
2: <laughs> no,
0: I'm, 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 uh, I'm uh, almost certain I did. My my, my <laughs> father was a sti-
2: uh, stickler for that. So.
0: Oh, was he? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Where did you grow up, Chris? Where where where? Was I grew up on? in Michigan, a oh, little really? town
2: called Jackson.
0: So. I think. I, where is Jackson?
2: It's uh, south central.
0: It's kind of near Ann Arbor.
2: Yeah, about an hour yeah. west of Ann Arbor, in, south of no. Lansing. Yeah.
0: You don't have any Midwest accent whatsoever. Can you, Emily, can, does he have an accent? I don't think so. No. I've
2: been on the East Coast longer than, than in the Midwest.
0: So. Oh, no, I see. <laughs> okay, good. Well, lots of lawns to cut in Jackson. For sure. Have, for sure. Ryan, what was your what was your first job?
1: It was uh, a busboy at a high-end restaurant.
0: Ah. ah. Do you remember yeah. what you got paid?
1: Uh, no, at the time it was like two dollars an hour, but you get tips, tips, yeah. and you had to claim your oh, really, tips.
0: Uh, oh, as a busboy, you get tips too. I didn't realize that.
1: Yeah, at the end, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the waitresses and He's waiters to you, you out.
0: So. I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, so I was a caddy and I, I was great. I had this, um, golf course, golf mills golf course, and I had to walk to it right from my home. And it was about a mile walk up, downhill, uphill, that kind of thing. And, um, it it was uh, really hard uh, particularly in the dead of summer you know and i remember this one couple the dimsdales i'm not lying that's their name the dimsdales the dimsdales would come uh, husband and wife and i you know i was i don't know i don't know how old i was say 15 or 16 and they they looked ancient to me they might have been 35 40 for all i know but they looked ancient right and they came to the golf course every day, and the golf did I tell this tell you the story? Did I ever tell you the story? Brian or Chris? Yeah, yeah, I think
1: you told Chris and I the story once yeah we oh did.
0: yeah, yeah. And the Dimsdales well, I'll tell the rest of the podcast. the Dimsdales mm-hmm. went there to exercise that was their exercise, so they they would have uh one bag, and they would literally run, they hit the ball, and they would run, and me, the caddy, had to run. With the bag and go to each of them you know here mrs dimsdale here mr dimsdale it's not like they hit the ball in the same place right this these are two guys you know hitting all over the place so this is you know on a 85 90 degree day at the 18th hole and the 18th hole at golf mills is straight uphill because the clubhouse is at the top of the hill i go to mrs dimsdale before she tees off. i go mrs dimsdale can we just take one minute break before you, you run up this hill and she got very nervous and called up to the caddy shack and said my the caddy is fainting he's gonna faint so they rushed down all these people to help me out uh, that was highly embarrassing um, but uh, you know anyway that was the first job.
2: how much did you get paid?
0: I got 12 bucks six bucks a bag. Yeah. And then it got, it, you know, by the time I left, I think it was like 18 bucks a bag, you know, that's not bad actually. Right. Of course. now I think about it
1: when you adjust it for per hour.
0: Many, yeah. yeah that's, it was that's, that's everyone liked the dimsdales. Oh it was yeah. Like an hour and a half life. for, for yeah. 18 holes, you know, as opposed to four I'm hours. Cause you could didn't do it for two, that though. Yeah, exactly.
3: I've got a few like more um, softball Aren't questions. Aren't you having fun, Emily? Throw,
0: you, know? uh, you see the way she Oh, said I can that? keep going oh, with this all day. We're at I've the got, end of the hour, so. Oh, you know, okay. I've
3: got like another twenty of these. So, however okay. you right. want to stick okay. around,
0: just, but
3: just, I'm yeah. gonna pick and choose, and so.
2: Was oh, that an overhanded softball or an underhand? Oh yeah, the first one.
3: <laughs> okay, so. If you have a
0: flight scheduled to take off at <laughs> That's an inside
1: joke. That was an inside I'm joke.
0: Though. I'm going to say, sc- Emily, that no I, I just went right over your head. I know, but you know, that was, that was <laughs> That's like. That's how we
1: uh, know you, you didn't listen to the first few podcasts. First
0: few podcasts. I didn't,
3: I've tuned in more to the more recent ones. I um, went to a conference a couple of years back. Well, what's your favorite podcast, back, Emily? What
0: was your favorite podcast?
3: Oh, I like the politics ones. Like oh, you like the politics? And oh, yeah. things. yeah. Yeah, they're good. Okay, question. Um, Sorry yeah. for missing the. You
0: know, softball joke here, but I'll later. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. It (laughs) If you have a flight
3: scheduled to take off at 2 o'clock, what time are you getting to the airport? Are you a one hour in advance, three hours in advance person? Are
1: we all assuming Philadelphia international? Yeah,
0: let's go. Yeah, I think we should. Okay. All right. Just making sure. That's good. That's good. That's a good question. Uh, Okay. So what's the answer?
1: So the the flight takes off at 2? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I'll go. I'm going to be the outlier here.
0: Really? Yeah, what, you're, what are you?
1: You're like 45 minutes before the flight takes no, off.
0: No, 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 oh, no, no, no. I would
1: be the at, the, at the airport yeah. through yeah. security by 11 a.m.
0: Oh, well, that's a oh, little wow. wow. early. Oh, that's early.
1: No, I, yeah. I can't do the stress. Like, you can't that take would drive it? No.
0: Yeah. I'd rather get wow. there and like, set up the
1: computer and do work, but, but know that I'm there.
2: How do you have the pre-check? I do have the pre-check.
0: Oh, wow!
1: Still, okay. Still do you have
0: uh, Do you have a club membership?
1: Yeah, I have the American Express.
0: So, do you go into the Amex? Does uh, mm-hmm. where is the Amex club in Philly? So you know, have one in Philly?
1: Yeah, if you go through the uh, right by the International Gate. Yeah, it's like the first. Oh, that's door. right. I know where that. Right, is. right there.
0: Yeah, yeah, between A West and A East.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Yeah. Wow, right. You guys are high Right next to the British Airways.
1: <laughs> it yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: I can tell you the, no, the kiosk next. <laughs> right. uh, so Chris, how would you, that's a great question, actually. How would you. I leave my that?
2: house two hours before takeoff. It's an hour to get to the airport I'm an hour oh, there no. at Mm-mm. a time. Enough time to pass by, get the coffee and go to the, go to the gate.
0: The shishi coffee.
2: Yes. Yes. In that coffee. case.
0: That case is the shishi coffee. Definitely. You,
1: you do realize Philadelphia International is off 95. And that could take 45 minutes to go 0.2 miles.
0: <laughs> You're cutting it
1: close there, Chris.
0: Have you ever missed a plane? Chris? I've not missed a plane yet. Oh,
2: yeah. So. Oh, they, right. They've got, there are a lot of options. You don't have to stick with 95.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, the, for me, I prefer getting there as early as possible. I'd go there at 9 a.m. if I could, because. I see no difference between working in the I got I have the American uh uh Airlines Club, right? And they've got well, they've got really good ones. They're really good. They you know, you got your you got your not Wawa coffee, but they got reasonably good coffee. You know there? They got a banana. You know? They, they have Wi-Fi. Get, they got Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh nice view. You got a nice view with a little, big windows. And so why not hang out there well in advance if you can and not worry about a thing, right? So exactly. I'm all for that. that. And that's a beautiful thing about remote work. You can work anywhere, right? And, and actually, I, I like going to the airport now because I'm tired of my bedroom, you know, working in my bedroom. So I like going to the, I can hang out in the American, uh, uh, U.S. Air, not, I call it U.S. Air, it used to be U.S. Air, America Club, American Airlines Club. So I, I'll go early. I'll go as, I'll go as early as I possibly can, yeah. The not only problem unexpected. is they get a little annoyed if you're zooming, you know. That's that's a little bit of an issue. They need to work on that. Like, you know, your, like a, a, the private rooms. Well, well, actually, they closed down the private rooms in the pandemic. They haven't mm-hmm. opened them up, you know, at least not the last time I asked. So you have headphones
2: yeah, on, or is it? Can well, everyone? Well, hear I have both my headphones sides. on, but you okay. know you're talking. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So they they get annoyed at you. And I go like into the corner over here, and they still hear me somehow. I don't know how that happens, but. That's the only issue. See how yeah. we th- we think Emily on this podcast. We think deeply about all these questions. Mm-hmm. They're very, very you know. You can see how deep we go,
3: connecting it to broader economic trends. Yeah, exactly. Like for my work. I mean, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for my
0: work. Yeah. <laughs> you see how we
3: did that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Okay, um, another yeah, I, couple.
0: Another couple. Sorry? Okay, are right. you fire away?
3: Or if you've got a, we can jump off.
0: No, 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 no. Go, go. Okay. go for it. Fire. Okay, go, okay. Go. two more. Two more. I'm tired.
3: This, <laughs> okay. This one is courtesy of Dan White. Oh. he no. would like to know which Zandy brother would win in an arm wrestling match.
0: Carl, hands down. Carl. Okay. Oh, God, Despite he's, the, he's vicious. you know, Carl's vicious. gym or whatever Carl's you go vicious. Yeah, he's vicious. He's like, he goes for the jugular. Okay. Yeah. Are you kidding See me? He won't, even get a, he won't even let us have budget for a cowbell, Emily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That guy's ruthless. He's ruthless. <laughs> Yeah. Sure. No, he's actually in great shape. He's a, he's a an excellent athlete. He played uh he played uh college uh soccer uh, and uh he was he was really really good. Uh and now he has a, his own gym in his basement. It's like a professional gym. Yeah. Okay. You know, he showed it to me the other day. It's like you know, you know everything you'd ever want in a gym. Except he doesn't play guns and roses there. That's the <laughs> only problem.
2: And you're not allowed
0: fix that. And I'm not allowed. I'm you're not allowed, not allowed in. in. I'm not allowed in, but are you kidding? Carl, Carl would win that hands down. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Actually,
0: um, my other brother would beat the both of us though. Not Peter, Richard, Richard. I didn't he... even
3: know you had
0: that. Oh yeah. We got, Thought we, got, we, we got, many Zandies. We got many Zandies.
3: Yeah. So I learned something new here. Okay. Um, another quick one. What is your, hopefully quick, who knows with you guys. Um, where is your favorite place to grab lunch in Westchester?
0: Oh, that's just a bad question.
3: I mean, there's a lot of options, but if we're trying to like get people to come back to the office, then maybe this will remind them of all the good times they used to have in these places. Uh,
0: Do you guys have favorites? Chris has a favorite for everything. I rarely have lunch, so
2: you don't have lunch. I go to the gym. So, you go to the Y. Go to the Y. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: See, everything he does is he goes shishi shishi (laughs) Y shishi Y (laughs) shishi (laughs) Y. Well, uh, have you seen the Y in Westchester? It's pretty shishy.
1: On Airport Road?
0: No, no. Is it's it the that one by that office probably, right? Is it the what? one caddy corner to our office?
1: No. no, not that one. That one's, it's not that one's okay. That one's it's okay. okay. Yeah. The, the one on Airport Road is legit. It's got like it a legit children's she-she. playroom.
0: Yeah. What playroom?
1: No, I see Chris there every once in a while. You oh, know.
0: you belong to that gym too?
1: Yeah, you can drop the no, kids off. That's the ball. Y, right? You uh, can go y. to any Y. Yeah, and yeah. you take them to the pool, the other two. Yeah.
0: What about you, uh, Ryan? you have a favorite? I don't know if
1: I remember. It uh, used to be Three Little Pigs, that little sandwich shop right oh, down yeah. the street from us, but they closed down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what yeah. about you, Mark?
0: I I don't go out to lunch. Yeah. You guys just don't eat. Okay, yeah. we'll skip that I, one. I, I guess that's an answer working. in itself. Yeah. I mean, I have gone out to lunch, but you know, I don't. Okay. I don't really. So I'm like not a, I'm a really a bad person to answer that question. Yeah.
3: Okay. So then I'll end this with an easy one. When is the date of the next recession?
0: Ooh, that is a good question. That lunch question was a bad question. This was a good question. This is a really good question. Did, what, what, now, do you want the day? Yeah, give us the day. You want the day? No. Oh. ooh, this is interesting. Okay, just to preface this, Ryan is on the record in our last podcast, 75% probability of recession within <laughs> the next- What was it? 18 months?
1: 12
0: to 18 months. 12 to 18. Chris uh, was at 55%. And I think I was at 40%, wasn't I, for the next 12 to 18 months. I'm I'm one third over the next 12 months, 40%. So uh, I don't have a recession in the next 18 months. You guys do. So great question. When do you think it's going to happen? Start. I like this question. Hmm. That makes it tough, huh? If it happens. Well, you said 55%. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that yeah. still
2: not, not guaranteed. I'm going to go with um, Saturday, September 23rd. Are you going to give us a year? 2023.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. This year? You think this year? No, no. Oh, Next year, 2023. 2023. Oh, you said 23. I thought yeah, you said 2022.
1: Yeah. I am so puzzled by this because is the NBER going <laughs> to make an announcement on a Saturday that we entered a recession?
2: Oh no, this goes no. beyond the. We, they pick we provide up. more value than
0: the NBER. Oh, yeah. Right. They'd say September 2023. You know, as Chris is really crafty, he like picks 18 months from now. <laughs> you know, exactly 18 months oh, from is now. Is that right? exactly? You that? Oh. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's the exact last month for you to be right. For you to be right, but that's pretty crafty. Yep. Why the twenty third?
2: Oh, that's the uh, equinox. Equinox. Yep. The,
0: yeah. Is it I 23rd? like.
2: I do like the uh, the zodiac economic economics uh, from time to time. So.
0: Okay. Okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> The economics astrology
2: astrology. Thank you. Yeah, yeah
0: that's yeah. Right, got it. I, I've been there. I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs>
2: All right, Ryan, What do I you think? Say? There's a full moon too. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Yeah. yeah, new section on the website. Emily, <laughs> the what do you say? What do you think? When's yeah. the next recession? Do you have a view? Every economist should have this. Have a view on this. I think. Well, what I do, do you think? think she's optimistic. I think no, she's I'm actually
3: op- fairly pe- pessimistic on this. Oh, actually, I think people are gonna get stressed pretty soon, and like, I don't know, stressed. everything's heating up just so incredibly quickly. So, so, what's your
2: what are your odds? What are your
3: in the next twelve to eighteen months? We're going with that long. So, Ryan's at seventy-five percent. I'm sticking with two-thirds, maybe.
0: Okay, two-thirds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's a good one. Okay, Ryan, what day? What's your what's your day?
1: July 7th, 2023.
0: July 7th, 2023. So even earlier than Christmas.
1: That's 7 p.m. Eastern time.
0: 7 p.m. Eastern time? Mm-hmm. Any particular reason why 7 p.m.?
3: What could happen at 7 p.m. to even trigger this also?
0: Yeah. Like. That's interesting. Huh. Okay. Well, you Just do think recall... about the catalyst. Think
2: what about the do catalyst. Do
0: recall guys
1: is there a uh, meeting no i mean no. you get a, an emergency fed rate cut oh that's that starts everything
0: hmm. Hmm. um what was i gonna say oh uh before the pandemic you you will recall i was picked i had a recession date right and everyone was laughing at me i said june of 2020 well mm-hmm. before june of 2020 right Emily knows this. I right? remember this. 2018, yeah. 19, and you guys were mocking me, and I was off by four months, maybe. Right?
1: Yeah, we've talked about this. There's a, there's a big just, asterisk that goes next to it.
0: What's the asterisk?
1: <laughs> a pandemic. <laughs> Well, you did you not know, predict a pandemic
0: i i did not but if it wasn't a pandemic who knows you don't know the counterfactual it could have been something else i, I
1: do i do know the counterfactual there would
0: have been no recession
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you're, i'll you're, never forget i was in the hospital katie had you know, just given birth to reagan and this is when like the cases in seattle started developing oh yeah and i turned to the nurse and i was like how bad do you think this is going to get in the us and she's like why I was like, um, because healthcare-wise, I'm really concerned, but also, Sandy can't be right about a recession. (laughs) If this really (laughs) intensifies, we're going to get a recession. Wow. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, you you do recall one of the reasons why I was, and of course, I was tongue-in-cheek, obviously, but Mm -hmm. the yield curve had inverted, right? And that's a good leading indicator of, and of course, the economy was struggling with the the trade war with China. President Trump had... put tariffs on China and we were kind of in a pitched battle and manufacturing was clearly in recession. It was contracting. Agriculture was clearly contracting. So the economy was soft and weak. And so anything that came along, and of course I didn't, you know, obviously predict the pandemic, but I did think the economy was vulnerable to anything else that could come along. But I, you know, I don't, I think the, in terms of future recession, I, I do concur that the next 12 to 18 months are pivotal that, you know, that's going to be tricky to kind of navigate through uh, rate for the Fed to raise interest rates enough, fast enough to quell, help quell the inflation and get inflation expectations down, but not raise rates so far so fast that it undermines the economic recovery. And that that process, that normalization of policy is going to happen in the next 12 months, you know, 18 months. And to get that right is hard. So I would say that the probabilities of recession in that 12 to 18 months, and I'm, I'm saying 40% over the 18-month period, that is very high and uncomfortably high. And, you know, I, I wouldn't argue with you if you said it, we're going to have a recession in that period. It's it's very possible.
1: How would your odds, you and Chris's odds change if on Monday we come to the office and Europe has put an, a full oil embargo on Russia?
0: Rece- recession. Because it's looking likely. Recession. What? That's a recession, right? right? Because... Because oil prices will jump. Yeah. I agree. That's not our baseline. That's not what I'm assuming. But if that right. happened, and once oil prices jump here from where we are now and how fragile things are, we're done. We're going yep. in. Yeah. So I'd say, yeah, that would be a catalyst. But I, I don't expect that. Uh, and that's not in the base, uh, you know, kind of the m- most likely scenario because it would push us into recession. And I think the Europeans would know that. And I think they would view that, you know, that they certainly don't want it to. Uh, the, to push the economy into recession. Because once you do that, I think you undermine, you potentially undermine the support from the population for putting pressure on Russia to do the right thing. And you don't want to do, you certainly don't want to do that. It's very counterproductive. So I, I'm, I'm guessing they won't do that. But I, but I do think if we get through the next 12, 18 months, I think we, we will have a period where recession risks are pretty low because the fundamentals of the economy are yeah. pretty good. So we could go on for a while, before we get to the next recession, I mean, if it's we, not if we survive the next eighteen months. Yeah, if we survive yeah. the next eighteen months. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. So I, mm. I, I I'm going to answer. I don't know, I, Emily. I, I don't know. I don't have a recession date. I'm very careful, as you can tell, about picking recession dates. I, you know, I only give you a recession date when I'm confident that I can give you the recession date. These guys, I don't know. They're, you know, they're
2: two-thirds they're, probability.
0: Yeah. yeah, they're two-thirds <laughs> probability. Yeah. Anyway. Very good, that was great. the great questioning. I really appreciate it. we all I appreciate it. I don't know about you guys, but that was I, great. I, that was great no, was yeah fun. You did a nice job, Emily. very good. Thanks. Uh, anything else you'd like to say? What do you think do you know us any better after this? Yeah, I know Do that you like you... us more or less as a result of all this
3: I'm concerned about the hanging out in the airports part of things Oh, but uh, otherwise otherwise better yeah Mm,
2: right right what what's what's up with that i don't know
0: i never thought (laughs) of life choice yeah i never really thought of i'm with you mark i'd I'd be in the airport airport. right away right very good all right well i i guess i i am supposed to call this a a podcast and of course no podcast ends without at mark zandy at mark zandy i'm just saying and Ryan, what's your Twitter?
1: At realtime underscore econ.
0: And Chris is, he's not active on, do you, is there some kind of thing, like a, a handle or something in in uh, LinkedIn? Like a, a, some identifier? Just look up my name. Just look That's up his a... name. Okay. Very easy. Very good. And Emily, Emily, do you have a Twitter?
3: I do, but I'm just a lurker.
0: Oh, okay. A lurker. A lurker. <laughs> do you follow Ryan? I don't think I follow. I follow you, Mark. What is going on? What is going on? I I will. I'm new to this. I'm new to this game. What about me? Do you you follow me? I do actually. Okay. Uh, Okay. uh, Digging up. Good uh, answer. Answer. (laughs) answer. Uh, Uh, Very good. Okay. Well, we'll call this a podcast. Very, very well done, and uh, really appreciate the opportunity to uh, to chat with everyone. So, thank you.